The love that made her own heart bright shone alike on all. The ant and the bee learned generosity. The butterfly and the bird, contentment. The mole and the worm, confidence in the love of others. Each went to their home better for the little time they had been with Violet. Evening came, and with it troops of elves to counsel their good queen who, seated on her mossy throne, looked anxiously upon the throne below. Her glittering wings and rustling robes gleamed like many-colored flowers. At length she rose, and amid the deep silence spoke thus. Dear children, let us not tire of a good work, hard though it be and wearisome, Think of the many little hearts that in their sorrow look to us for help. What would the green earth be without its lovely flowers? And what a lovely home for us! Their beauty fills our hearts with brightness, and their love with tender thoughts. Ought we then to leave them to die uncared for and alone? They give to us their all— Ought we not to toll unceasingly that they may bloom in peace within their quiet homes? We have tried to gain the love of the stern Frost King, but in vain. His heart is hard as his own icy land. No love can melt, no kindness bring it back to sunlight and to joy. How, then, may we keep our frail blossoms from his cruel spirits? Who will give us counsel? Who will be our messenger for the last time? Speak, my subjects. Then a great murmuring arose, and many people spoke, some for costlier gifts, some for war. The fearful counseled patience and submission. Long and eagerly they spoke, and their soft voices rose high. Then sweet music sounded on the air, and the loud tones were hushed, as in wondering silence the fairies waited what should come. Through the crowd there came a little form. A wreath of pure white violets lay among the bright locks that fell so softly round the gentle face, where a deep blush glowed, as, kneeling at the throne, little Violet said, Dear Queen, we have bent to the Frost King's power. We have borne gifts unto his pride. But have we gone trustingly to him and spoken fearlessly of his evil deeds? Have we shed the soft light of unwearied love around his cold heart? And with patient tenderness shown him how bright and beautiful love can make even the darkest lot? Our messengers have gone fearfully and with cold looks and courtly words, offered him rich gifts, things he cared not for, and with equal pride as he sent them back. Then let me, the weakest of your band, go to him, trusting in love I know lies hidden in the coldest heart. I will bear only a garland of our fairest flowers. These will I wind about him, and their bright faces, looking lovingly in his, will bring sweet thoughts to his dark mind. 
and their soft breaths steal in like gentle words. Then, when he sees them fading on his breast, will he not sigh that there is no warmth there to keep them fresh and lovely? This will I do, dear queen, and never leave his dreary home till the sunlight falls on flowers fair as those that bloom in our own dear land. Silently the queen had listened, but now, rising and placing her hand on little Violet's head, she turned to the throng below. We in our pride and power have erred, while this, the weakest and lowliest of our subjects, has from the innocence of her pure heart counseled us more wisely than the noblest of our train. All who will aid our brave little messenger